I have to clean the sets up before I give it to Malika. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Oh, look who decided to come play. What's up, dude? Welcome to Thundercast. <laughs> Hypercats. <laughs> hey, Huck, come party. What's up, brother? Welcome. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. I hope you enjoyed watching me suffer through 50 minutes of that playthrough. Uh, that was miserable. I can't believe that was very entertaining for anybody watching. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Everyone said, why? <laughs> why do you hurt me like this? <laughs> um, I would actually really love to play play more of that game. And if I, I guess you guys were saying that you can't have multiple profiles in the game. So I'm just going to have to buy my own version um, and just play it myself. Because I think I'd probably play a lot better. That's kind of dumb. I know. You think people have multiple profiles, right? Yeah. Yeah, see, Man. you got to start from the beginning. That's that's how I feel because I feel like I just missed out on a bunch of like the learning aspect of it. I think uh, I think companies do stuff like that now to make you buy the game twice, right? To like, oh. share games. We were trying to play Halo Remastered last night, mm -hmm. uh, local like yeah. co-op, like you've always been able to, on, mm -hmm. but it was on PC, uh, and they only have online play. You can't play co-op locally that's on dumb. PC, and I'm like, this is not Halo. But now, but then I was like, they just want us to buy four copies of Halo and play from four different houses, so they can make two hundred and forty dollars off of us instead of sixty. And it's so annoying. That's so dumb. Uh, yeah, some people are suggesting maybe I should play it on PC. I'm not against it. I'm not against trying that. I f it does kind of feel like a game that I feel like would almost play better if you had like keyboard mouse. Yeah. Because um, I feel like sometimes I feel like a, the 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 newer the more the new games get. The more they try to like advance the controls, but they don't add any buttons. They just keep the same buttons. Yeah. And you know, like the analog sticks, I never played with those as a kid. Right. I didn't like the analog controller. Like yeah. I don't like. The, I just like using the D-pad and the buttons, and that's it. Um, but that's just me. So if I get to play Tony Hawk, you're gonna be see me. You're gonna see me play very old school unless they completely change the controls and you have to use the damn analog sticks. Mm. That's amazing. Wiggy wiggy, wiggy wiggy. Hi. Why are you like this? Why do you want to just be held and sit still? I just want to be loved, You're Dad. weird. Dad. He's like, just put put pressure on my body. That's how he is. Huck. He likes to be squeezed. <laughs> Can you even? No, I can't. Piggy wiggy. Piggy. Piggy, piggy boy. <laughs> piggy boy. <laughs> he loves this. Well, let me this. just hold him like this for hours. Look at this. Look at this. This attention, man. Yeah. Hey, Sausage Link. He's a long boy. He's a really long boy. <laughs> definitely part dachshund. Uh, All right, buddy, get out, of, get out of here. Go lie down and be a dog somewhere. <laughs> Go do some doggy things. Uh, after this, we will be playing Warhammer. Obviously, as you can see, the table is set up for it. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be pretty fun. You want to give us a little bit of like a little preview of what to expect? Sure, dude. We're playing uh, today. We're playing um, Space Marines, the White Scars. That's Malika versus the orcs. That's me. And we have two guest warlords today. Bert Jennings and uh, John Wong will be zooming in as well as Naeem. Uh, uh, and they'll be giving us some um, battlefield advisement. Nice. Nice. Pretty stoked. But, you know, as an orc, I don't think I'm going to listen. No. Oh. A little rebel, yeah. a little rebellion happening I mean, I'm here. an orc, dude. You can't tell me what to do. <laughs> That's not how that works. Uh, so we'll be doing that after this. Yep. Uh, it's kind of a, it's kind of a weird day for us because we've we've started streaming at four, mm -hmm. which is even later than we were streaming before. Yeah. Which was three. We did two o'clock last week. We did two or twelve. I can't remember. Uh, we started at noon last week. Yeah, noon, and like that felt like a full day. Yeah. But now you know we started four, and I'm like, oh, the day's over. Yep. We're s by the time we start, it's like most people's end of work day. Yeah. <laughs> it's really weird. Oh, yeah. And then Zach will come in and play Avengers at nine, and he'll end at like I think last night he ended at eleven thirty, and I was like, dude, it's eleven thirty. I'm yeah. going to bed. <laughs> I'm like waking up at noon just so I can have some sort of evening when I get off work. Yeah. You know. I know, right? So, yeah, we'll be doing that. I think Zach said he might play Avengers after, which that will be much more delightful for you to watch than to watch me play. So, um, Warhammer will you probably go till about 9 o'clock. So, if he's wrapped up doing whatever he's doing, uh, he can play at 9. And he'll probably play for a couple hours. 
shit, I might just be like, yo, you want to, uh, I'll sub you out if you let me play Tony Hawk. <laughs> that could be fun. That could be fun. Uh, only a couple things to, to kind of discuss and talk about, but before we do, I think everybody knows that this weekend we are doing our clubhouses. Malika wanted me to remind everybody to go into the clubhouse and vote for what style of dance you want Malika to do during her dancing segment. I believe it's her and Abria. Uh, I'm not sure if Sohinki's still doing it. Um, I know it's her and Abria for sure. And then just kind of stay tuned to see when people are going to be doing their clubhouses. I think everyone's probably going to be doing it at a different time. I'm going to say officially right now, if you're watching, I'm going to be doing mine Saturday at 11 a.m. Nice. We're going to play the free-to-play game Mind Night, M-I-N-D-N-I-G-H-T. Download it on Steam. It's free. That's awesome. It's dope Shit, little, I might jump in and play. Little, dope little game. Yeah, you should play with me. 11 a.m. on Saturday. You'll be there. <laughs> or be square. Be there or be stupid. <laughs> be there or miss out. Uh, I, yeah, I still haven't decided what I'm going to do. I, I kind of put it out to the audience as a challenge to kind of find something uh -huh. that they think would be really, really fun. Um, I think watch longs could be cool. I've been promising the audience that I would watch Batman Returns and Batman Forever with them. So I wouldn't be opposed to doing like a like a two part watch long yeah. where maybe we do one movie on Saturday and one on Sunday or. We just uh, do a back-to-backer. Um, I think that could also be really, really fun. But if there's anything specific, let me know. on in uh, Either let me know on Twitter or let me know on social media. Or not on social media, in the clubhouse. What's B-Tomo? B-Tomo? Peak one, what's B-Tomo? Be there or miss out. Oh, be there or miss out. I love how I'm trying to like think, like, is this a Batman reference? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, just uh, just toss some ideas in there. I know that there have been a couple of ideas already. If you guys are down to do a watch long, I'd be down to do Batman Returns and Batman Forever. Um, or maybe something else. Maybe something else. Let me know. Speaking of Batman Forever. Let's speak of Batman. Uh, guys, why did we reopen film productions? <laughs> why did we do a thing? <laughs> I, I, I think we all know it's still not the best idea. Uh, three days into resumed principal photography, the Batman has shut down production again. Uh, there was an article that came out, I believe at around nine or 10 o'clock this morning that said one of the crew members has gotten sick. They've been, they've had a positive test for COVID-19 and about an hour later, Vanity Fair confirmed that it was Robert Pattinson, mm -hmm. who is obviously the fucking star of the movie. So... First of all, uh, we probably shouldn't have gone back into production on a lot of these movies, especially because I've been hearing from people in the UK that the UK is about to, like, it's the second tidal wave is probably about to hit them. Fall is quickly approaching. Yeah. Yeah. It's right around the, it's right around the corner. Um, yeah, because film crews can't afford to stay locked down much longer. Well, you know, it's either that or... Uh, I don't know, man. It's <laughs> fucking Warner Brothers. I feel yeah. like they should be able to afford it. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, if they were willing to put out a movie and like risk the safety of people, then uh, you know they can afford they can afford uh, to take a hit on that. Yeah. Because uh, you know the alternative is that everyone on your crew gets sick and then you're dealing with a full crew of COVID, you know, infected people, and yeah. then you have no production period whatsoever. Yep. Uh, so you know that's going to be a thing, and you got to remember that actors they interact with a lot of different departments. Yeah. They interact with makeup. They interact with costume. They interact with the production team, the director. You know, they have their own teams of people. So if you have your main character who literally is the star and is interacting with, like, every cast member on this production, then you're putting a lot of people at risk. Yep. So, you know, it's a, it's an unfortunate, it's oh, an unfortunate Fadio, thing. Uh, most of the contracted workers will be fine. Uh, there's probably some PAs, you know, there's probably hundreds of people working on this movie that do need money. But, uh, I mean, that's that's like... Warner Brothers shouldn't be taking that risk. Yeah. And they are not doing it for those workers. <clears throat> they are not being like, well, we need to pay our PAs. Uh, they're doing it because they want to make a billion dollars. Yeah, they're doing it because they're like, well, our release date's in October 2021, so we better start shooting now. Yeah. Otherwise, we're not going to hit that deadline. It's like it's it's to be expected. I mean, yeah. they, they can keep trying, but it's a very, very like contagious virus. And it's going to yeah. be super hard to follow that protocol mm -hmm. on a film set. Like, dude's going to have to get so up close and personal with so many people. All yeah. these actors are. Yeah. 
Unless, I don't know, skip costume and, and makeup? I don't know. Yeah, right? Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, it's like a, it's a really tough thing, you know? And it's like, it doesn't also look good for Warner Brothers that they're currently promoting a movie or promoting people going to movie theaters to watch their movie uh, in, you know, in theaters, Tenet. Yeah. And Robert Pattinson's also in that movie. Yeah. He's literally in that movie. And it's just like, that, ooh. Bad look. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of things are kind of showing their true colors, which, I mean, we all, we all knew, but it's like, it's right there in front of us of just... Mm. They're just trying to make as much money as possible. It's not really about the person yeah. or the safety of anybody. Look, if you think that studios, you know, <laughs> if you really think studios care about PAs and like below the line people. They're they a dime a dozen. They don't care. Yeah. Trust me. Okay. We've all worked in, we've all worked those jobs. I mean, if they hit me up tomorrow and they're like, hey, you want to come PA on this movie? I'd be like, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'll be there. Exactly. So let's not pretend like studios actually give a shit. Yeah. They and can say they do all they want, but they care about the above the line. People. Yeah. And it's like, I, I will never blame the people at the bottom. Cause like, no. I think, yeah, I, I, as we were saying earlier this week, it's just like, the, we should all be getting money to not be working right now. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, I, that's the situation we're all in. So I kind of blame like employers that aren't taking care of and uh, you know, our government that's not taking care of us. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 very upsetting. Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a very poor argument to say like, well, people got to work, and it's like, yeah, our government should have probably figured that out and yeah. taken care of everybody. Yep. So we didn't have to do that. We so, should not have to, but yeah. we do. Like, but we do. We That's can't, the reality. We, we got sent twelve hundred dollars four months ago. Yeah. That's like six dollars. <laughs> Here a you go. Day. Good luck. And you're like, what? <laughs> what? What? How long do you think that's supposed to last? I need like five more of those. <laughs> uh, that doesn't cover rent for even a fucking month here. Yeah. <laughs> that covers nothing oh, yeah, here. Yeah, that's not my rent. That's That does not even cover yeah. my rent. Yeah, that's nothing. It's crazy. Literally nothing. It's so it's, it's super unfortunate. It means that the movie's going to have to shut down again, which means they're going to have to spend even more money to extend the production mm -hmm. of that movie again, yeah. which means it's going to delay even more stuff. Yep. You know, like when you delay a shoot, you're not just delaying the shooting process. You are delaying the entire production process of the movie. Yeah. Um, so you're putting everybody behind. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, but PAs need work. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, but all these other departments have, are now not working mm -hmm. on this movie. Yeah. They have to shift their gears to something else. And I don't know how many other movies Warner Brothers currently has in production. Uh, there could be more. There could be less. Yeah. They might have some stuff, like some TV stuff. You know, they had a huge, a huge layoff round recently they yeah. had about i think it was like 500 people got laid off from warner brothers most of the divisions that were unaffected are actively working on projects yeah uh hbo max is a huge department that's like not been affected uh or i shouldn't say not affected it hasn't been affected as hard because they are hard at work you know building up that brand and that streaming service and stuff so yeah and you know there was a an interview with ann sarno who's the who's runs warner brothers and she, while she didn't confirm that it was Pattinson, she did say like, oh yeah, you know, we're investigating the situation. We hope to be back up running again soon. And I'm like, he's not going to get better tomorrow. Like, yeah. that's not how this thing works. Yeah. You know, and, and it's like, what do you, like, it's like, it's a huge undertaking to now have to like reschedule the whole yeah. shoot. And he likely got it while on set, yeah. meaning how many other people had it. Yeah. Uh, so it's figuring out who that was. It's quarantining all those people. And, you know, probably getting rid of some of those people just to, like, get back moving as quickly as mm. possible. But, yeah, they're not going to start production for at least another, like, two or three weeks. Yeah. Just to be, like, as safe as possible. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see what comes of it. I mean, it's a tricky thing when you're uh, looking at set work like this because you only tend to find – you only tend to hear about the bad stuff. Mm -hmm. um, you don't really hear about – like, I didn't actually hear about them restarting production. Yeah. I knew that they were going to start in early September, but, like, that, I mean, that could be that could be today, tomorrow, next week. Right. Um, so we'll kind of see how that plays out, but I do hope that, you know, Robert Pattinson gets better. I think that's, like, the most important thing. And yeah. I hope they do a... I, I just hope he hope, stays well. Yeah. And I hope they do the best job, like, trying to contain this thing because, mm -hmm. like you were saying, if one person on their set has it, it's very possible, the fact that they were shooting for three days, that, like, somebody else got it. Yeah. You know. And as we were talking about yesterday, somebody in Texas passed away yeah. working on set. Yeah, an eighty. Uh, yeah, so it's like, you know, we've we've got the the studies that it. There's a lot of details in. There's still a lot unknown, but this affects older people at a uh, 
much more uh, alarming pace and right. and much more alarming symptoms than it does younger people mm-hmm. but we don't we don't truly know what's going to happen in the long run <clears throat> yeah there's been a lot of weird instances with people's side effects and stuff so we hope he stays well yeah uh the rock actually just announced i don't know if you saw this he and his whole family him and his whole family they uh, they all got covid yeah uh it's him his wife and their two kids and he explained how exactly how they got it they had some they had some family friends over for a get-together and those, th- this particular group of family friends, they had it and they didn't know. Yeah. And then, you know, Rock and his wife got it. And, you know, they said that now they're kind of on the other end of it. Yeah. Um, but still, like, I don't know. Like, you had it. Mm-hmm. So you have firsthand experience of, like, how rough it is. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to. <laughs> it's a bad flu. Like, yeah. it, I mean, it's not a flu, but that's what it feels like. Yeah. It feels like having a really bad flu. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you don't want to go through it. Yeah, and I was I was really irritated this morning when I was on Instagram because I made a post on Hyper Heroes and I said, like, production's halted. Pattinson has COVID. He's been tested positive for COVID. People are like, ah, he'll be fine. He just has a cold. And I'm like, I literally responded and I was like, look, I'm not interested in your ignorance on my page, first of all. Second yeah. of all, like... Don't misinform people and underplay like how bad this thing is because it affects different people differently. Yeah. He's like, nah, man, it's just no big deal. It'll be fine. It'll be out of it in a couple weeks. I'm like, I'm blocking you. Right. Because I just don't have the fucking time for you. I'm yeah. not in the mood for this. Well, like, and I mean, yeah, it's it's a weird week to be talking about celebrities' health because like what uh, Robert Pattinson could easily have underlying issues that he's not told anybody exactly. about. So just like be respectful yeah exactly and, and hope for the best for this guy exactly i mean yeah i mean kind of goes without saying with everything else that's happened in the last week like yeah. you have no clue what people are going through right and yeah. robert could have something that can make him even more immunocompromised and it's know? just it's not cool yeah to be put in a situation by your employer like that yeah to be like hey gonna put you in the line of fire right now with this virus but yeah. we need to get this out there you know yeah I mean? and there was there were even people on twitter was like i'm pretty sure robert pattinson's asymptomatic i'm like who told you that? Yeah. <laughs> How do you fucking know this? Well, you know, I saw him on Instagram <laughs> two weeks ago, and he looked fine. <laughs> he was having an OJ, and he looked pretty good. I'm yeah. like, what? <laughs> Where are you getting this info from? You can't just say things like that. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. You know, so it's super infuriating and frustrating, and it's like, man, you know, I was I was talking to Lucas, and San Diego's, they're reopening back their theaters this week slowly. Yeah. I don't know how many are opening back up, but they are opening back up, which means that tenants playing there uh, at theaters and at drive-ins because it's a market that has theaters open. And I was like, man, I really want to go. I, I was talking a few days ago. I'm like, how could I How could I reasonably go to Las Vegas to watch Tenet in a theater while still, like, maintaining my distance and maintaining my safety so I don't, like, get other other people potentially sick. And I'm like, there just isn't a way. Right. I'm not, like, the only way it would work is if I could be in this house by myself for a minimum of two weeks where I didn't have to be on camera and I could mm. just, like, quarantine in my room or in the house without having to worry about it. But, like, yeah. you know, I don't want to do that. So... I might just drive down to San Diego and watch it at the drive-in because yeah. it'll be playing there. That's cool that it will be playing at the drive-in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still think that whole thing of like, we want it, we'll only put it in drive-ins where the feeders are open. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. It's stupid. You're going to go check out Bill and Ted this weekend, yeah, right? Yeah, dude. Going to Bill and Ted at the drive-in. Nice. I can't think of a better movie to watch at the drive-in, especially in Southern California, right next to San Dimas High right? School. Right? <laughs> I know. It's going to be amazing. I know. It's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be a really fun time. I'm, uh, I am I won't be able to go on Saturday, but I think I'm going to try to go on Sunday or Monday yeah. and check it out. Because I, everyone's been talking about that movie and they, they've they enjoyed it so much. Yeah. I'm going to watch, I'm going to spend all Saturday watching the first two. Nice. Uh, and then head out at night with a car full of my roommates. Yeah. Should yeah. Be a good time. That'll, that'll be fun. I, I'm really, really glad that we still have... And I know that there have been a lot more pop-up style drive-ins happening yeah. as well. I know those, like, uh, like the street food, street food cinema, cinema ones are, are great. Yeah, they, they're just those inflatable projector uh, screens. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and They've I love been doing that. those all over. Yeah, and I think that's really really cool. And I, I know that it's like not, um, I guess not re- like realistic to expect every single city, mm-hmm. like some company, to come together to like make that happen. Yeah. I, I wish we had more drive-ins. I don't know. I do genuinely wonder if drive-ins will make a little bit of a comeback yeah. now that they are so popular because I kind of wonder that too. Um, I uh, I wonder what 
I'd love to know like the economics of how these things work. Yeah. Because we go to the drive-in and the one we go to, it's it's always a double feature. And every drive-in I've been to, it's been at least two movies. Yeah. Uh, like all across the country, it's it's yep. always like you sit there, you watch a couple, maybe three movies. Like one time I watched Fault in Our Stars, Transformers, and uh, like a horror movie was the last one. That was in like Herman, not Herman. It was a uh, Hermitage, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, that that was three movies uh and it was like 10 bucks for the ticket yeah and it was like the new transformers movie so i watched the new transformers movie for 10 bucks that's awesome and then two other movies yeah i'm like wondering where they make that money yeah i guess it's just because you have a plot of land so there's probably not a ton of like upkeep or you're not paying for ac or anything so it's just like come buy some snacks and sit in my backyard and watch this movie pretty much it's just like a like a giant backyard yeah i loved it like i we've been we've been going to that to that uh driving theater quite a bit in Montclair yeah. and the only two times that I've been to a drive-in that has not had a double feature as far as I remember was Inception because it's a two and a half hour movie yeah. it's pretty long uh, and then when I went to go see the New Mutants because that was like exclusively a New Mutants thing yeah yeah a lot of people are saying yeah there's, you know, there's very little overhead yeah uh, no cleaning besides trash it makes sense because it's just a big parking lot pretty much and then they have projectors shooting out However, those projectors have to be just so expensive. Yeah. They're freaking powerful. That is the one thing. The maintenance of those has to be like their main cost. I yeah. That, that is the one thing that I, I think could really help transform uh, driving theaters is, and it's an expensive, it's an expensive investment. So I, I would totally understand if drive-ins were like, this is not worth it for us. Mm-hmm. But when I saw New Mutants, it's an LED screen. Mm-hmm. So it is bright. Yeah. And you can see the movie. Yeah. Some of the, dri- like that drive-in that we go to in Montclair, it's a little dim. Yeah. It really needs to be like pitch black dark for it to be like really viewable. Yep. Um, and I, I and I know that makes it kind of hard when it's a new movie. Like you want to yeah. see the movie. And it's hard in a massive metropolitan area like Los Angeles yeah. to get pitch blackness. Yeah. It's super, super tough. But uh, I, I, I love going to them. When I d- first discovered them in San Diego, I didn't even know San Diego had one. And then there was one about 20 minutes from my house. And I just started going almost like three times a month because yeah. it's just so fun to go to. And I, I think right now it's probably like probably the one of the best solutions. Yeah. For the situation that it's we're fun in right too, now. Yeah. and like in my my uh, the vehicle I have, they they came when they came out, they were kind of like a tricked out Toyota. Uh, it has like a stock subwoofer and really really nice speakers. Mm-hmm. It's like better surround sound than I get in my house. Yeah, so it's it's like a great sound experience for yeah. me playing on the on the radio. It actually comes in really freaking clear. Yeah, uh, but the the projector could be better. Yeah, for um, sure. Do you guys? Uh, listening watching um do you have like a street food cinema kind of thing in your area because i i'd never seen that before i came to la Mm -hmm. so street food cinema is a thing where they take around this uh they take around portable portable inflatable projector screens and they're huge yeah Uh, they're like the good sized ones with like a great sound system and they take them to different parks in los angeles and a bunch of food trucks show up so it's not a drive-in but it's like a park uh and then um I've seen. I haven't been to one since uh, the the lockdown shutdown mm-hmm. stuff. But I've I've driven by one, and they had like the circles in the in the park for people to be like, this is six feet apart from that oh. circle. Um, so it's been a pretty good. I would say that's a pretty safe solution. Yeah. To stay away from people. Yeah. They have that. Is it street food cinema specifically in your town? Yeah, because I know street food cinema had expanded to San Diego. Yeah, but I don't know. I if, thought it was just a California thing. Yeah, I don't know if they're if they're like if they have a presence in other parts of the country. Yeah, but it would be cool to have some. I don't know. Honestly, like the fact that a company like AMC hasn't tried to like embrace that yeah. in some way to like partner up with drive-in theaters. Yeah, uh, you know, to provide some sort of support, whether it's like, hey, we'll. We'll like contribute our concessions items or whatever the hell yeah. uh, to help make that happen. I think would be really really cool. I, I don't know. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Yeah, they do. They do Griffith Park. They do Exposition Park. They do the the one in Glendale is mm-hmm. uh, Brand Park. Maybe I can't remember the yeah, name. Yeah, I think so. I don't remember exactly um, the name of it. There's several in Los Angeles. Like, there's there's uh, what, probably like ten locations. What's the one in that's the near LA down? Area. What's the one that's near downtown? Exposition. Exposition. Yeah. yeah. Is that where we saw Halloween? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, was, was cool. That was really cool. And I and I like you know okay so like the drive-in obviously they don't have um, they don't have food trucks, 
But the fact that they have a concession stand is cool. But to be able to have more of those things and to have food trucks, mm -hmm. that's what New Mutants was. Dude, I'm, <clears> I'm <throat> sitting there watching a movie outside, perfect weather, eating a freaking lobster roll. <laughs> like, man, this is perfect. I know. And, I mean, it is such a good deal, you know. Yeah. It's 20 bucks to go watch those movies and you get two. Yeah. And, like, even if I don't stay for the second movie, I'm totally satisfied. Yeah, it's cool, too, because, like, with the acoustics of just being outside – you can totally just talk to your friends in a normal volume oh, easily. and it does not disturb the movie at all. No. So it's like we've seen this movie a million times. We're just kind of hanging out, playing card games, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. It's just a real cool way to hang out. Totally. Yeah. And I mean, when we went to go see New Mutants, we just rolled all the windows down to have the sunroof open. Yeah. You just turn it up. Yeah. Who Who's going to tell you to be quiet? Yeah. Like you're, everyone's listening to the same thing and like, yeah, yeah, you're not disturbing people enough. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a really fun experience. They're I, fun. Uh, yeah. I hope like... Yeah, I hope if we're in this much longer that your communities might see something like that if yeah. you don't have it already because it's just a really good way to get out and see people from a distance. Yeah, and I mean, like, look, if you're, like, really amped about it, figure out how you can be the one to set it up. Yeah, t true. <laughs> you know? Rentals for those, like, you get you a plot of land, rent out you a projector screen, talk yeah. to some sort of distribution company, man. You could start <laughs> making a quick buck. Just do it, dude. Yeah. Here in Florida, there's a drive-in theater called... Swap Shop and Drive-In Theaters is a flea market and drive-in. They have those here, too. Mm -hmm. They have those here, too. There's a swap meet. There's a swap meet at the Montclair one, too. Oh, is there? Yeah, in the middle oh, of the day, okay. every weekend, they do swap meets. Gotcha. Yeah, I know uh, Downey has that. They have a swap meet slash drive-in theater. So, yeah, I mean, if there's a way to, like, repurpose. Honestly, like, sporting, um, uh, like sporting parking lots for... Like we have the Staples Center, for example. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, Staples Center is not the best example because the parking is like indoor in a building. Yeah. Uh, but like in San Diego, we have the sports arena where um, they have concerts and they have the goals play. That whole parking lot, it's enormous. Yeah. So if like a football stadium near you has like an enormous outdoor parking lot that's just open, dude, you could turn that easily into a drive-in mm -hmm. drive yeah. theater with multiple screens. You just have to figure out how the where to get the screens from, which yeah. is like the investment, obviously. The cool thing about the one at Montclair that I'd not seen before, because there's a lot of these in the Midwest that still operate, uh, but everyone has like a lifted truck there, so everyone yeah. just sits in the back of their truck and yeah. it's totally easy to see. The one in Montclair has like slanted parking spots, mm -hmm. so it goes up and down, which makes the image of like, how do they pull this swap meet off? Yeah. Like everybody's tables have to be at the weirdest angles. Yeah, right. Because it, it basically goes up and down, so one row is looking up and one row is looking like one row is pointed down so they could like back in. Mm -hmm. You're just slanted up towards the screen at every angle. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah, I, I dig it. I think it's really cool. I, I love the whole whole experience of going. And like movies like Bill and Ted, in my opinion, are perfect for what it. A, you can't beat it. Yeah, Inception was really cool to see. But I don't know if I would necessarily like... I'll go see Tenet as my first outing at the drive-in. But, you know, it's like in a perfect world... Yeah, I like, I like to see it on the big screen. Yeah, there was some comedian. There was some comedian that was doing stand up at a drive-in. No shit. Uh, and he said it was like the best. He was like, I only want to do this from now on because people That's are like, awesome. instead of uh, instead of clapping, they were honking horns and stuff. That's cool. Well, that was the fun thing. <laughs> and he had like a lot of jokes about that. Yeah, like to me, that was the fun thing about seeing New Mutants is like they had the DJ, so that obviously adds like a whole different element to it. But they were very much like, let's do the wave, let's use our lights, let's honk. Yeah. It, it became a little bit more of like a uh, interactive experience. Like you really felt like you were there for like for something. Yeah. Whereas if you go to the regular drive-in, I'm still totally okay with just showing up and watching yeah, the movie. Yeah, and they're, it's kind of a bit of a residential area where they're probably trying to be like, you know, we make enough noise as it is. <laughs> let's not have a thousand cars honking. Yeah, I know. That would be, uh, that'd be the worst. That would be the worst. Yeah. But it's cool to see that more people are uh, are going and embracing that sort of stuff because I think it's cool. I, I I do think that people should be able to get out of the house uh, safely to go do certain things, and I think like the drive-in yeah. is one of those perfect experiences. Elak, he said Metallica played at the drive-in this weekend, like actually played. They did, but it was a movie. It wasn't the actual band Metallica. Yeah, because you looked up that, right? Like you were going to go see it. Yeah, my friend bought tickets for it, and he was like, yeah, dude, I'm going to go see Metallica on the last weekend of August. Do you want to come down? And I was like, what? They're doing shows? What? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, man, they're performing at the drive-in theater. I'm like, hold on. What? <laughs> I looked it up, and it's a movie. Mm. Um, it wasn't the actual, uh, well, 
It was Metallica, but they weren't live, basically. Garth Brooks is doing a thing for drive-ins, apparently. Yeah, he was. He was actually doing it at Montclair, and it like took over no, an entire shit. week of programming. It fucking would. <laughs> you guys got to watch the Garth Brooks documentary. It's hilarious. Is it? Yeah, it's it's <laughs> not supposed to be funny, but it is. Oh, no. Garth Brooks is the most uh, takes-himself-serious person of all time. Oh, He's got so many moments. There's this extreme close-up on Garth Brooks's face where he talks into the camera. Okay, most documentaries, you're talking to someone off camera, right? They're asking you questions. Yeah. Someone's asking him questions, but he's looking in the camera the whole time. And he, like, he's just so emotional. Like, he cries so many times in this documentary, and he's just telling regular stories. Yeah. It's amazing. It's so funny. But also, I had no idea that Garth Brooks, I mean, I knew, but Garth Brooks has broken, like, every single record for selling out stadiums. Like, really? Like, he is the most popular act of all time. It's Jeez. insane. And it's Garth Brooks. You're just like, that guy? Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Cool. But <laughs> that guy is breaking all these records? That's crazy you would think some like, like Coldplay or some like yeah. crazy international band. No, it's Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks. Yeah. Y'all just, just love that Garth Brooks, I guess. Yeah. He tells every story like it's an epic tale. It, yes, he does. <laughs> it's amazing. You have to watch... like. The guy is so emotional, and he's just telling normal stories, but he makes you think, like, he speaks in proverbs, yeah. like he, but he's, like, quoting himself. It's like Garth Brooks would say this. I don't know. It's hard to explain. You have to watch it. That's hilarious. Uh, oh, what? Interesting. I just got a Twitter update that says, an account, an update on the account you reported is available. Who did I report? I don't know. How? Ooh, oh, you trying to get you a new Twitter account? No. Oh. Apparently, I reported somebody for something. Don't say nasty shit, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the moral of the story. But I, it's funny you bring up Metallica because I was reading today that Metallica is actually working on the uh, soundtrack for Jungle Cruise with uh, James Newton uh -huh. Howard. And I was like, what? Are you Which, kidding me? It kind of fits, I think. Like That does make sense to me. Oh, I mean, it's The Rock. Yeah. Like, that makes total sense yeah. to me. This is going to be uh, a 12-year-old's uh, idea of badass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty excited for that. I, I, don't, I um, didn't get a chance to read all the details. I don't think they're, they're coming in and doing orchestral versions, I think, of some of their songs. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if it's all of them. I don't know if it's only some of them. But there is a cool interview on Collider um with Lars Ulrich uh who talks about the whole process and working with James Newton Howard. So I definitely think uh you guys should give it a read if you're fans of Metallica cuz I definitely was very excited about it. Yeah. Um which I think is going to be pretty cool. Anytime any opportunity that um like one of my favorite bands is in a movie, I'm like, "Great. Yeah. I'm into it. I'm into it." Heck it yeah. says here that uh they're collaborating uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Oh, they're creating an orchestral version of Nothing Else Matters that will play a key part in next year's movie. And the band's legendary drummer, Lars Ulrich, offered his first thoughts on the collaboration upcoming interview with Collider. So go read it there. You're welcome. That's interesting. Yeah, apparently one of the like old executives at Disney was a huge Metallica fan. Nice. So I'm like, yeah, dude, we should put Metallica in more movies. Anytime Zeppelin, Metallica, or ACDC show up, I'm like, this movie's for me. This movie speaks to me, my inner child. Yeah. Not our music. Music just like shit the bed. Hey, music, come on back. Uh, music, could you play, please? We said the word Metallica and we got a DMCA takedown. I know. <laughs> it was like, no. <laughs> Speaking of DMCA takedown, we were going to watch the trailer for uh, No Time to Die, but we we'll, can't. We'll, we'll watch it. We'll probably not stream. Yeah, we'll probably do some like video for it because I, I would like to check it out and you haven't seen it yet. Yeah. And uh, I want to know, I'm so curious, like, is that movie really still going to come out in November? Man, we'll we see. watched the first one months ago. It has been a minute. I want to say it was a year. Was it? Because the movie was supposed to come out in, in April. Yeah, we probably watched the trailer last year, didn't we? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I completely forgot about it after that. I was so hyped for that first trailer. I was like, yeah. this looks amazing. It was either at the very end of last year or at the very beginning of this year. Jeez. Oh it must have been God. at the end of last year. It must have been at the end of last year, though, because usually they release trailers for movies in the spring. What a stupid, dumb year. Uh, in the winter, I know. It's oh, so dumb. Oh, man. I'm like, it's kind of getting to that point now where I'm just like, man, I don't... Like, we have three months left in the year. Mm -hmm. Three months. Dude, I've been mentally preparing myself for this this whole time in that the concept of a year, because a lot of people are being like, man, I can't wait for 2021. Like, the, the virus doesn't care what yeah. month it is. 
doesn't. And and it's just all about when people, 20, people's when, management of yeah. how we handle this and if we can figure out a cure quickly. Yeah. When January 1st strikes, it doesn't mean that... It doesn't mean it goes away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just going to roll over. It's, uh, it's crazy. I was actually watching a little bit of an interview with Chris Nolan talking about Tenet. And he was like, as a 50-year-old man, you realize that time definitely feels like it speeds up like crazy when you get older. And yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm 33. I'm not that... F- I'm like, okay, I'm not that close, but I'm also not that far away from being 50. Yeah. And I'm just like, damn, dude, if I feel if I feel like time is moving extremely fast at 33, yeah. how fast does that shit move at 50? Yeah, I mean, it just gets faster. Because it's like, there, there's actually, there's like an explanation for this. Because whenever you're five years old and you think, man, this summer lasts forever because it's three months of your life and up to that point you've only experienced 60 months in your life yeah that's a very long time in your perspective and as you get older you just get used to this perspective that's constantly you know getting faster and faster a month for me now is i've i've experienced hundreds of those yeah so it just goes by way quicker yeah, I, I uh, sometimes I look up like how many days have I been alive since you know 1987, and yeah. it's just like the thousands of um, thousands of days, and you're like, oh, yeah. it hurts. I it know, hurts. yeah, it's crazy because it's just like two weeks ago we were on the road, and that feels like a couple of days ago. Because you just well, I think working has a lot to do with it too. Yeah, of just like being like mentally focused on something for most of your day yeah or you know not most but most of your daylight right and you just kind of get sucked into work and then work is over and it's like okay what happened where am i yeah oh dude i feel like that here sometimes you know we'll go live at four and i'm like wait a second how is it four already yeah like i'll look over and it'll be like 350 i'm like we're going live in five minutes yeah what (laughs) wasn't it just 10 a.m yep what happened you know, it's like, it's crazy to me that like, I, so, um, we had a little bit of an early wake up call this morning cause we had an inspector coming to look at some stuff, but Malika was knocking on my door at eight and, uh, I was like, damn dude, it's fucking eight o'clock. And like, it's now about to be six mm-hmm. and I don't know how we got here. Mm-hmm. I don't know how 10 hours just flew past me. Yeah. There's, do you ever like have days where you'll go by like 10 hours will go by and you're like, I feel like I've done fucking nothing with my day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hate that feeling me so too. much. Yeah. And a lot of it is just me getting sucked into mindless stuff and then yeah. forgetting what it was. Uh, for instance, scrolling on my phone and stuff like that, or yeah. like cleaning lightly, uh, or, you know, doing laundry. And then I'm just like, oh shit, it's 9 p.m. Yeah. I guess I'll wind down and watch some TV or something. I definitely do that. I definitely do that. And then I'll be like, oh, it must only be seven. And then Emily or somebody will be like, dude, it's 10. And I'm like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. What do you mean it's 10? Yeah. It's, I don't know, man. It's, it's really weird. I'm trying to like, I feel like this year I'm still trying to figure out how to adjust to all that. Yeah. You know, because like we are pretty much here all day. Like mm-hmm. we don't, I, I, we don't really leave. Well, I mean, you leave the house cause you come here. Yeah. But like, I don't really leave the whole house until Saturday. Yeah. So from, Same. from like Sunday night to Saturday morning, I'm here. Yeah. And I only go outside to like open the door to get a coffee from like Uber Eats or yeah. to like, you know, sign a package for the mail. Yeah. I'm thankful to be leaving my house to come here because yeah. I, I get to see the world on my eight minute drive here. I'm like, mm, oh, <laughs> oh, look, a person. Oh, people. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I went uh, on, on Sunday. I went to Glendale to get some takeout and I was like oddly uncomfortable with how many people were walking around. Yeah. And it's like, I, but I, there's a part of me that like I get it at the same time. Yeah. I get it. It's like after six months now of being in the house, like if I never left the house for six months, I probably would have lost my mind. Yeah. And I don't mean that as an you exaggeration. Have to. Like you, you need the vitamin D. You yeah. got to get out there and smell some flowers and yeah. stuff. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. You need to get outside and everyone's feeling that. So yeah. And I'm kind of to that point now where I'm like, cool. I've, I've like, I'm cool with that whole concept of being yeah. able to like, be here Monday through Friday and then on the weekend like go out and do something at the same time I'm also looking at my day and I'm like dude it should not take me you know x amount of time to like respond to emails or to like update people on certain projects or Mm -hmm. to like plan out certain things but like for whatever reason especially in the last two weeks I feel like it's been taking me like a while to like get my groove going yeah and it's kind of driving me nuts yeah and it's tough. It's super tough. But tomorrow's Friday. Tomorrow's the last day of the week. Hopefully, like, the weekend we can all get a little bit of, like, a reset. And then Monday, Monday start fresh. Yeah. Because goddamn, dude. Goddamn.
Um, Taladera says, I literally spent uh, May to now doing a kind of self-prescribed cinematography course. That reminds me, have you taken any masterclass courses? No, I should have. I think it's a waste of money. Really? Have you yep. d- have you done it? I've done several. Uh-huh. I think most of them are just very successful people kind of telling stories. I don't uh. I've not got go, the Gordon Ramsay one I think is good. Yeah. So I would say the chef ones are really good because they're just like, like show you here's actionable advice. Uh, a lot of the others, like the Aaron Sorkin one is just like, Hey, I'm a really good writer and here's how I write the way I write. Uh. And he is more just being like, you know, when I wrote West Wing <laughs> and it's just like, ah, this is cool to listen to, yeah. but I'm not coming out of this with any like yeah. actual advice to do stuff. Uh, the Scorsese one is a good one too. The Scorsese one is a really good one, but the good ones I think are few and far between. Yeah, uh, I don't know that it's worth it for ten bucks. Damn. Yeah, that's a bummer. You know, I, I've I've really tried to find more stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. what kind of courses or what kind of things can I watch that would maybe like help me out and just I don't know, be a little bit more informative. Yeah, and just maybe inspire me a little bit. I haven't really found too many like course-like things. Uh, I've done some stuff on Skillshare. Yeah. Um, but a lot of that stuff, you know, it, it was created, a lot of those classes that I've been watching and, and, and all that stuff, they were created way before the quarantine ever happened. Right. And this is stuff that, yeah. you know, yeah. came out last year. Yeah, like so. go out and hang out with friends. Yeah. So it's like, go out and shoot stuff. And I'm like, uh, I mean, I go, I go in the forest, I guess. I think though, if you have... Like, if you have expendable income and yeah. you want to be inspired to do stuff, master classes are great. Because, yeah. like, watching the Aaron Sorkin one, I'm like, this guy's awesome. He's got so many cool ideas. I want to go write something. Yeah. But I'm not, like, thinking about Aaron Sorkin's advice. I'm more just like, I want to write something because right. he's talking about writing. Uh, the Steve Martin one, I think, is the same. It's basically just like, I'm Steve Martin and I'm a funny guy and here's how you tell jokes like Steve Martin. <laughs> but it's it's like, man, I want to get into comedy. Yeah. It makes me feel that, but it doesn't, like, make me get any real good advice. Yeah. I the big thing that I've actually been wanting to do that I haven't had a chance to do is read more scripts. Yeah. And I know we do second draft. Second draft is kind of a unique beast because it's kind of like a comedic take on rewriting a script. It's fun though to see scripts. But it is, It makes me want to go read scripts. Yeah, exactly. And I think that has kind of been the biggest takeaway is uh, it's really motivated me to want to just sit and read a script. Was it, did we do John Wick? We did. It was either John Wick or The Matrix did we do the Matrix? We, we did. did the Matrix. One of those was written really well that made me want to be like, I want to go write stuff. Uh, it could have even been Princess Bride. Princess Bride. Princess Bride was, was written, written really, really well. well, but Matrix was written pretty damn well. It was like the format of one of them that was really inspiring, in that it was just like they never said like cut to or anything. It was just like the certain words of like, uh, you know, just a line break of giving yeah. one line its own or one word its own line. I was yeah. just like, this is awesome, man. The pacing yeah. feels right. I'm like going so I'm reading this so fast in this action scene, you know, stuff yeah. like that. I've had people ask me, they're like, Hey, I want to get into writing. What should I do? And I'm like, I mean, I'm not a writer. So the best advice that I can give you is like, go read scripts, read scripts yeah. watch movies, and then try to find some like books that do breakdowns of like why scripts are the way they are, how, yeah. you know, the formatting of a script. Cause I think a, a lot of people also, they, who are not traditionally like script writers, I think they get very intimidated by the formatting mm-hmm. of scripts. Oh, and yeah. I think that's super valid. I think though you should just write Yep. and then worry about formatting. The it. formatting is kind of uh, like you need good formatting, yeah. uh, but it will come to you and you can uh, pick up the Hollywood standard. It's a book on Amazon. It's 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will tell you every which way to format a script then just read a bunch of scripts and see how they do it to apply yeah. different styles because yeah. they'll they'll write scripts and like every writer has their own style and it's all just like you can kind of write however you want just make sure whoever's reading it gets it right uh, but then on top of that read a bunch of scripts and then i don't google the hero's journey and fill in your story to match the hero's journey because 99% of all films are just the hero's journey mm-hmm. uh, and you can you know make your own hero's journey to fit within it yeah, I think I think also, I don't think this necessarily matters as much, but I personally really like reading scripts that are written by the people who are going to direct them, mm-hmm. like James Gunn, Chris Nolan, oh, totally. uh, you know, whoever. It was cool to see that with the Avengers yeah. in that that movie was 100% the script. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
most of the movies, it's like this person wrote it, this person directed Batman it. Batman and Robin was like oh, it was all over the place. So different. So it's like that you can see where the director takes that script and makes their own movie. But with Joss Whedon's writing the Avengers and then making his own movie, yeah. the script was the movie. It like, was. Exactly. That was insane. So yeah, cool. It was, it was pretty cool. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's like the best thing that you can do. And it's like, look, if you, if you want to take master classes, I've never yeah. taken one. I've watched a couple. You know, like I'm sure I would find something... Yeah. There's going to be some nugget that you take away from it that you're like, okay, maybe as a whole this thing doesn't work for me, but yeah. I can still enjoy something about it. I would say uh, Osmosis is, is right and Ninja Theory. Charlie Kaufman's scripts, scripts are beautiful, uh, but if you want to do any of the advice I just told you, don't read a Charlie Kaufman script because he's like the 1% of people that's not following any journey. He makes the weirdest, most amazing scripts, and he's he's not following any rules but his own he's just an incredible writer yeah he makes insane stories uh that will bend your mind yeah so cool what's the uh what's the new one that's coming out i'm thinking of ending things right yeah that i believe is dropping did it already drop did it come out did it come out last friday um i think it dropped did it not i want to watch it very bad because the trailer looks very good mm -hmm. very very good so insane and it's a great cast have you I seen love adaptations uh i have i need to rewatch that yeah, that movie. one will blow your mind yeah. also being john malkovich is, is have not seen that one. Oh, well dude, actually i've seen i've only seen that movie in clips because it was on tv all the time yeah it's it's really really fun uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is probably his most yeah, uh, well-known. Uh, that movie's getting a 4K restoration. Yeah. It's going to be out next year in 4K. And that, that one is probably his least like mind-bending. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking of ending things already came out, didn't I? I didn't, uh, I didn't see a No Melissa. I know a lot of people talked about it. comes out tomorrow. Melissa. Oh, it comes out tomorrow. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, so I, 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 yeah, I have a few movies to catch up on. There's a lot of stuff that's kind of coming out onto Netflix and all these streaming services that uh, I want to catch up on. There's that movie that's coming out with Tom Holland. It's like Tom Holland, Robert Pattinson. Yeah. It's also another Netflix movie. I think Sebastian Stan is in it. Yeah, what was that one? That one was... I've seen like online ads for that. Gotta pull it up real quick. Mm. Filmography, Tom Holland onward uh devil the devil all the time was that it cherry no. um let me why is this film cool yeah, uh, let me say filmography but there's no filmography yeah it's here. the devil all the time the devil all the time yeah yeah it's got a pretty a pretty uh stacked cast as yeah, well yeah it does so, wow uh can't wait to see that uh, they also made an announcement. Well, I don't know if this was like officially officially announced by like Sony, but they're developing a Silk TV series that Sony Pictures, Sony mm -hmm. Tele Pictures Television is going to be doing. Uh, they're looking to shop around these Spider-Man centric shows to Amazon Prime. Yeah. Which I'm like, I get it because Sony doesn't have a streaming platform. Mm -hmm. Though I'm like, really. I, I kind of feel like it'd almost be advantageous for you guys to just make a deal with Disney and put them on Disney Plus. Right. Yeah. But I guess Amazon. I don't know. Yeah, they already have their relationship with Disney. I'm like, yeah, that that is an interesting point. Yeah, I don't know. I I would love to know from people in the uh, in the chat room. Um, this Spider Man stuff is weird. It keeps changing from like film to TV, mm -hmm. and then they keep dropping projects and adding projects, and they're going to do Silk, and then they're going to do uh, a Spider Verse movie with female characters, and I'm like. How are we gonna now start slowly oversaturating the market with Spider-Man stuff like we do with Batman all the time? Yeah, and are people gonna be like, "I'm spidey out"? I'd love to see this Silk, uh, which I, 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 can you do a, mm, can you do a Silk show that has no appearance of Spider-Man? That's my biggest thing with all of these things that they do. Yeah, is like. You're leaving the titular character of that universe out of all of yeah. these things. And it's like, I'd love to see something standalone without having to complicate it with whatever iteration of this, yeah. whatever iteration of Spider-Man comes in here. But can you? Like, right. can you do that without no Spider-Man? No references. Yeah. You know, it's like, you have Smallville, which was Clark Kent's story. You had Gotham, which was like young Bruce Wayne. But it's like this HBO Max series about, you know, Gotham, the police in Gotham City. Yeah. That's going to have... Like, Robert Pattinson's Batman will exist in that world. Yeah. Whether or not he'll appear on the show, like, we don't know. Right. But I think it's going to be really interesting to, like, do all these things. It's like Venom. Venom 
basically makes no references uh, to Spider-Man. And that movie is absolutely bonkers. <laughs> yeah. And like, then you see the trailer for Morbius and it's like, oh, Sp- Spider-Man's in there. Yeah. And then, oh, Michael Keaton's character is also in here. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. How is this connected to everything? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I- I'm really curious to see how they do all this stuff. Yeah. Um, it. I think uh, this has been one of the big shortfalls of the DC cinematic universe these mm. weird iterations of things that uh kind of overlap each other um and then the, the, that they're competing with themselves in a mm. lot of ways uh I'm yeah I'm kind of worried about that yeah yeah I don't know it's gonna be interesting to see like I, I think it's really cool that they have a established TV universe and that they're trying to work on ways of tying everything together at the same time I'm kind of like Man, this would be so much easier and cleaner if everybody just communicated. Yeah. yeah. And did everything like together. What and if they work just... together? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um But yeah, I mean that's 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 mostly it for mm-hmm. uh for fun, fun new stuff. I threw in a, another thing in here that I thought was cool is uh Mattson Tomlin, who's the writer of the Batman, he's now gonna be directing an original sci fi film that Matt Reeves is gonna be producing. This is like one of the most like hardworking people in our industry. This dude writes like 10 scripts a year. Mm-hmm. And he's had a ton of them show up on, is the Blacklist, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. The website that has like all the unproduced scripts. He's had a ton of them show up on there. He's like writing a bunch of TV shows. He's working on the Batman TV show. He's going to be directing this project. I'm like, dude, you are 30 years old. This guy's just going. You crushing it, dude. Keep it You're up. crushing it, dude. So this movie, Mother slash Android. Yeah. Uh, got Chloe Grace Moretz. Uh, so it's a Miramax project. It's a Miramax movie, which is like not a Disney. When was the last anymore. time you heard about Miramax? <laughs> I don't know, Ooh. dude. It's been a hot minute. Uh, that's cool though. Um, uh, uh, Raised by Wolves dropped today on oh, HBO, yeah. so I'm gonna go home and watch that on HBO Max. I'm I'm stoked to see that. Oh, did you figure that out? Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, actually, I didn't. Uh, but it. It can be had on our Android uh, Android TV, smart uh, TV, uh, but my roommate will have to pay for it, I guess, because there's one sign-in to this TV. It won't accept any payment but his, so weird. I'll just have him pay for it. And weird. Then, yeah. weird, 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 it's uh, weird. It's weird, man. We're gonna wrap things out here because we're gonna we're gonna we have to do our little flip over to Warhammer. But before we do that, want to welcome Jim Below Zero to the mod team. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Congratulations. I just got a, uh, yeah, welcome, Jim Below Zero. Uh, I just got a 553. It is currently 553. I just mm. got a notification at 553 about Ridley Scott's new series starts now. Hot damn. Stop listening. <laughs> Stop listening to me, computer. It's going to listen to me. Uh, guys, we are going to switch over to some clips for a few minutes. Yep. I, I need to get some stuff set up for Warhammer. We'll be right back. I see three handsome boys on our Zoom call uh, that are uh, waiting. I uh, sure do. Look at this. He's raising his <laughs> eyebrows over here. Look at this guy. Uh, but we will be back in a few minutes with Warhammer. Don't go anywhere. Bye. 